Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And if you've been in this industry for any time at all, you've wrestled with questions like, why did this hook crush it and this hook completely flop? Or why did this ad scale to the moon and this other ad that seemingly was similar completely fizzled out? And what if you could know ahead of time if an ad was likely to work or not? And so this episode is a recording from a recent talk I gave at Ezra Firestone's Blue Ribbon Mastermind, where I talk about seven ad tests to run before you spend money on your ads. Another way to look at this is seven ways to supercharge any ad. It's a ton of fun. Hopefully it'll be entertaining and engaging as well. And I think whether you're running display ads, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads, this will apply and help make all of those better. So please enjoy my presentation on seven ways to supercharge any ad. Thanks to Jeremiah and thanks to ChatGPT as well. Uh, that was interesting. So uh, fully, fully embrace that, whether it's scaling a business or scaling a family, I'm comfortable with both. So you got, you got questions about either, I'm your guy, we can, we can dive right in. So really excited about this presentation and I'm excited about it because we're gonna be talking about the part of marketing that I love the most and really the reason why I got into marketing. Now, for most of my career, I've done really nerdy stuff. SEO, PPC, feed optimization, like stuff that will literally put you to sleep. Uh, but we're gonna talk about today like the fun stuff. So we're gonna get into the psychology behind marketing. And I think these seven tips, yeah, Molly Pittman's excited. Who here likes, who legitimately likes the psychology of marketing? Why people buy, why people click on one ad and not another ad? Why do people laugh at one joke and they don't laugh at another joke? And so we're gonna dive into that. And I think this is super important for a couple of reasons. But first, how many of you guys are writing your own copy? I bet it's actually not very many, but curious. Okay, that's, that's a decent amount. That's actually surprisingly more than I thought. So I do think over time, you guys will probably, as you scale, you'll write less of your own copy, right? You'll, you'll hire a team, you'll utilize ChatGPT some. How many of you think though that ChatGPT could write like a killer video script right now? Yeah, okay, that's a, so a few of you. I, I think it could be like okay-ish, right? And it's probably gonna get there, but whether you lean on AI, lean on your own team, lean on freelancers, whatever the case may be, I think these seven tests will help you know, does this ad have the power to stop someone in their tracks, to get them interested, to get them to say maybe, to get them to click? I also think some of these tips apply beyond marketing, even to like presentations and speaking in front of groups. And so hopefully we'll have some fun and we'll dive in, we'll maybe do some Q&A at the end as well. Uh, and then um, this is gonna be, this will be slightly nerdy, but I'll go pretty quick. So if you'd like wanna skip the nerdy stuff, it'll be over before you know it. But five growth tips you're likely missing from Google Ads. So we'll dive into this. And also this will be a great teaser because uh, on May 22nd, I believe May 22nd is the big day, Smart Google Ads is gonna be released. I know Victor's excited, Molly's excited. So my team and I, two members of my team and myself, we crafted really a full Google Ads course, Search, Performance Max, YouTube, we lay it all out. It's available to you as a Blue Ribbon member, so that launches on the 22nd. And this will be kind of a good precursor, warm you up, get you excited about that. 
course. Now, I have had the privilege of working with some pretty awesome brands like Native and Boom and Overtone. And so we run all the Google, YouTube, Amazon for Boom and Overtone. We spend about $100 million a year on ads across platforms. And so I've got this unique perspective where I'm not writing a lot of copy either. I'm still working on strategy a little bit for some of our bigger clients, but I can see lots and lots of data. What video ads have the best view rates? What, what ads have the best conversion rates? What landing pages work? And I think these, these tests will work on landing pages uh, as well. We do have a team of 73. Uh, we're in the top couple percent of Google ad agencies and, and same on Amazon. So let's get started. Test number one. I think this is one of the, the most important and this applies to videos, emails, landing pages, I think presentations, you name it. So this is the scratch out right in test. So this is how you know your ad fails this test. If you can take your ad as it is, remove your name and your branding, add in a competitor's name or branding, if the ad still works, it's not a good ad, right? If you can take the ad just like it is, remove your name, add a competitor name. If the ad still works, it's not a good ad. So the ad really needs to work for you and only you. So this is not like every individual element of the ad, but this is the ad in its entirety, right? So this ad should really communicate why you're unique. So a couple of good examples. So this is native, native deodorant. This is an ad that's a couple years old now but 50,000 five-star reviews. So lots of other natural deodorant companies, especially at this time, but very few could make that claim. 50,000 five-star reviews and growing. So they had a lot of the same, a lot of the same benefits, a lot of the same features, a lot of the same things going on, but this social proof element was really unique to them. Nobody else could claim that amount of social proof. We all know Purple Mattress, right? One of just the most iconic video ads made by the Harmon Brothers. So this whole ad, how many of you guys have seen the raw egg test ad, the purple raw egg test ad? That's actually fewer than I thought. Okay, so five seconds. Uh, basically, they're proving the comfort of the, ad, of the mattress, that it will cradle your pressure points. And the way they prove that is this 300-pound sheet of glass drops onto the mattress, raw eggs are underneath it, and the mattress cradles the eggs, the eggs do not break. Proves the mattress is next level, right? So the whole ad is built around, this is a mattress unlike any other, right? Every other mattress fails this test. So this definitely passes the scratch out write-in test, right? No, really no other mattress company, at least we're led to believe, no other mattress company could pass this test. Now here's another example, and I already have a thumbs down on it, but how do you feel about this ad? Our science, your comfort. Does that ad pass the scratch out write-in test? Could another mattress company run that same ad? Could another brand like a chair company or like almost any other brand related to or product company that you sit in or feels comfortable, uh, maybe even apparel could run this, right? Now, I will say, if that ad is used for remarketing, if it's used to remind, if it's used to, if it's targeting someone that we know has seen the raw egg ad and now we're just kind of reminding them and getting them back in, then maybe it's okay. So another principle that's really important is as we look at these seven tests, we either want our ad to pass the test 
or there needs to be a strategic reason why it's okay that it doesn't. Why, and so we need to be thoughtful about why the ad doesn't pass the test. So this ad doesn't pass the test, but like I said, for remarketing or in some situations, it may be okay. All right, we're not gonna watch the video. This is Boom. So three sticks is all you need. So this is the Boom Stick Trio, and essentially this will replace your whole makeup bag. So does that, does that pass the scratch out write-in test, or does that fail the test? How many think it passes? Hands up for passes. How many of you think it fails? Yeah, so it passes, right? Because I don't know any other brand that, I don't, I've never seen this before, three sticks to replace your whole makeup bag, three sticks of this unique product, and if you have those, that's all you need. So passes the scratch out right in test. Let's talk about this one. So this is the Align, this is a probiotic, gut health probiotic. So welcome to an Align gut. You got a lady relaxing in a pool, she's living in bliss here. Number one doctor recommended probiotic brand. Uh, so first of all, uh, how many of you, if you saw that ad, how many think you would click that ad? Yeah, nobody. Anybody here an avid probiotic user? How many of you guys are using, rocking the probiotics? Okay, that's a pretty fair number. Um, do you think this ad passes the test? Does this ad pass the scratch out right in test? How many of you passes? Monica's like, I'm gonna scratch the back of my head. I don't know, maybe I'll be ready. Uh, so nope, nobody's feeling good about this ad. I think this ad is maybe close, right? The headline, anybody could say that, right? You drop a line, you throw in any other probiotic brand and you could say, welcome to the whatever, you know, gut. Now, the number one recommended probiotic brand by doctors, that is potentially unique. I don't know how much we believe it, but it's potentially unique, right? So it would be better is maybe to key in on that, right? That headline is sort of a throwaway headline. The graphic is sort of a throwaway graphic, in my opinion. How could you bring number one recommended to life? And how could you uncover why? Like, why is it the number one recommended brand? Is it, is it gentler on the stomach? Is it easy to, does it work? Is it more efficient? What, like, what, why is it more doctor recommended? But I would lead with that as opposed to picture and welcome to the Align gut. So scratch out right in test. Test number two, the shrug test. We've all heard it said that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference, right? And the worst ads are not the ads we hate. The worst ads are the ads that we never see, the ads that we never pay attention to, that never make us give it a second look or a second thought or anything. So looking at your headline, subject line, the, the top of your product detail page, does it pass the eh, I don't know. It's the shrug test, right? The meh, it's the meh test. So we'll look at a couple of these. I was served this ad recently, Mother's Day, which is cool. Uh, anybody here need the reminder that, that Sunday is Mother's Day? Uh, because yeah, me too, Matt. I was really glad, this was a terrible ad, but it did serve as a good reminder that, oh crap, I need to buy a Mother's Day gift and pronto. Uh, so I don't even know what this ad means, but the gift, it's her, okay. I'm gonna tell that to my wife. Like, hey, you are the gift, uh, babe. So seriously, uh, I didn't buy one because you are one. And so uh, the gift, it's her. And to the almost perfect moms. I don't know what this is. I don't know if we're buying the necklace that's on a cake. Is that an earring? Is that a cake decoration? Is it a, is it, I don't know. Uh, and I'm only, I only looked at this ad longer because of this talk. Right? If it hadn't been for this talk, I would have just blown by this ad and kept, and kept on going. So this is kind of like a, I'm shrugging because I'm confused, right? There's sometimes you shrug because you don't care. And then sometimes you shrug because you're like, I don't want to work to figure out 
what you're trying to tell me. So the shrug test. This is also a kind of a related piece as like the well I would hope so, right? You make, a, you make a claim, you say something. This would be like a restaurant saying, hey, we're not going to serve you cold food, right? When the, when the food shows up on the table, it will not be cold. Like, well, that's, I mean, that's like the least you could do. That's, that's what I expect. Well, I would hope so. Uh, or kind of related as things like fair, honest, reliable, some of those things that we're probably not gonna give any credence to initially until we know you. And so better just not to say it. So the, the shrug test, does this make someone shrug or just they miss it altogether? Or does it make them say, well, I would hope so. Next test. Love this one, the authenticity test. And this is really important. And this is one where you probably need to get opinions from a few different people if you're running a big campaign or something. I do think, and, and a quick side note, sometimes it's good just to test ads, right? Like you, you need to, like speed is important. So we're just, we're testing headlines, we're testing copy, uh, we're testing subject lines, we're testing display ads. But uh, for bigger campaigns, you're making a big investment, you're making a big push, you need to really think about this stuff. Or at least as you're analyzing later, look at maybe why something did or did not work. But the authenticity test. So this is where we're asking, do I really believe that. So you said that, I'm seeing this in the ad, I'm watching the video, but do I believe it? Do you seem and feel authentic? How many of you guys feel like you got a really good BS meter? Like your, your gut on, on someone else is really quick. So how many of you guys, how many of you guys are involved in hiring uh, for your company? How many of you know like in the first two minutes, I, I don't I don't trust this person. And they haven't even said, yeah, it happens, right? And we even had this recently in our company. We're like, oh no, about this one. But we kind of played it out and it turns out the gut was right, right? We, we, we're usually pretty good. Our BS meter, our, our trust meter, our authenticity meter is pretty highly tuned and we need to trust it more. And so just know your prospects, your customers probably aren't thinking about it because they're not thinking about you anyway. They never were, right? They're not thinking about your ads. They don't care about your company, uh, right? So they're not thinking about believing your claim unless you really do some of the things we're gonna talk about here. So do, do I believe it? I wanna throw some props to Ridge Wallets. You're gonna have to hear from Sean Frank in just a little bit. But as we look at this, uh, especially, now it's really hard in my opinion to create a good display ad, right? A display ad that actually gets someone to stop and pay attention and stirs up some emotion and convinces and stuff like that. It's pretty difficult to do. But this ad, the wallet redefined, and, and you guys were the first in this category, or at least the leader, titanium wallets, RFID blocking, indestructible, lifetime warranty. So the wallet redefined, we see this wallet. This is the opposite of the, do you guys remember the George Costanza wallet? How many Seinfeld fans do we have in the crowd? Still like the best show ever. Yeah, yeah, Jacques with me on that. So this is the opposite of the George Costanza wallet, right? The big fat thing that like throws your hips and your back out when you use it. And so the wallet redefined three colors or three materials, 10 plus colors, lifetime guarantee. I think that feels authentic, especially if you're in the market wanting to take a look at it. I believe that at least enough to look a little further, right? I believe it enough to say, okay, I'll take, I'll take a closer look. Um, Simply Safe. I loved when these guys first launched. Anybody here listen to Sports Talk? How many Sports Talk radio fans do I have? Wow, me and Craig Hilly. Okay, a couple guys, all right, good, good, good. Uh, I remember for a while, they were like Dan Patrick, a lot of the other Sports Talk hosts, and they were saying things like, hey, you set this up yourself. So you get the shipment, you set up the system yourself, no long-term contracts, easy security, right? And that was the real pitch. 
And in my opinion, I actually did some work in the security business a long time ago. That was the differentiator, right? You, you choose ADT or somebody else, they come in and they install stuff, it's expensive, you sign like a two-year contract. And so Simply Safe was, hey, you set it up in like 15 minutes and no long-term contracts. Now, as you look at this, what are your thoughts? Do you believe these claims, faster emergency response? Do you believe that, not believe that, or not care? How many of you, how many of you say you believe that? A little too good to be true. Yeah, and, and also, how many, and let, let's talk about this. What, what do you think are the reasons someone buys a security system? Why is somebody buying a system to put in their home? Yeah, there's may, maybe something just happened, neighbor had a break in, they had a break in, peace of mind, I want the security, we're traveling, kids are home, we wanna make sure that they're safe. Maybe, but is that like, is that the security system? Is that why you're buying the security system, right? I, I, wanna, I wanna choose the system that gets the cops to show up quick. I don't know, I, I would argue that's not why people buy a security system, right? People buy a security system because they wanna feel peace of mind and, and, they, and something just happened recently. And so you're almost, you're almost creating doubt with this headline. You're almost like raising some other objections that maybe aren't even there, right? That where I, I'm pitching that the cops or the fire department will show up quicker, when I was like, oh, yeah, maybe they won't show up. Like maybe, maybe that is a problem. I should have thought of that, right? Where really the pitch of this thing is you install it yourself, no long-term contracts, easy, protection, done. You don't have some slick salesperson coming out and people drilling holes in the wall to put up the touchpad. Like, it's easy. But that's not what this says. And really, under a dollar a day isn't very impressive either because most security companies are 30 bucks a month or, or thereabouts. So I think this ad misses the mark. Uh, I don't know that I really believe it. And actually, it kind of creates a little bit of doubt in my mind. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. Test number four, the curiosity test, or the tell me more test. Now, the reason I like this, so, so two ways to think about this. You can run an ad that's like strictly a curiosity play where you're telling very few details. You're really just trying to stir something up and get them to click to find out what's up. Uh, but there's, there's another point too where you're kind of just leaving the prospect wanting more, right? And that, that's a good, that's a good, uh, bit of advice if you're performing or singing or whatever, like you wanna you want leave the audience wanting more so they come back for more. Because really, the goal of an ad is to get someone to say maybe, right? To get them to look at your ad, to consume it, and to say maybe. Maybe this is worth my time. Maybe I should click it. Maybe I should check out. Maybe I should sign up for the email funnel. Maybe I should look. Maybe this is what I need that will solve my problem. So uh, the tell me more or the curiosity test, couple of good examples. I'm always blown away uh, by native ads. We're actually doing, we're, we're running native ads as kind of an alpha test right now. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm always blown away by like the randomness of the picture. Anybody ever like scroll to the bottom of a Yahoo article and you're like, what are these pictures related to these headlines? I don't get it. 
Uh, but this one I've seen a lot, so that's, that's kind of a sign that it, that it must be working. But don't borrow money. If you own a home, do this instead. In parentheses, it's genius, right? And that little parenthetical phrase, it's genius. You're like, well, if it's genius, I wanna know, right? And I do buy, and I do own a home, and maybe I do wanna borrow some money, so I'm, now I'm gonna click. I don't understand this picture, because that dude looks angry, and she looks like she's not concerned about financing. She's interested in something else, if I was to, to make an assessment. Uh, but this is purely a curiosity play, right? You see this, and you're like, okay, I just gotta know. I gotta know what your little genius trick is here. So show me. And so this will likely get clicks. I love this ad, uh, Zipify pages. Shout out to Lauren, represent Kevin, yes sir. So eight easy fixes to improve your Shopify product pages. How many of you would look at that and be like, okay, I, I kinda wanna know. How many of you wanna know what the eight tips are? You see that and you wanna know what the eight tips are. Anybody here like, I don't care about these. A lot of you don't wanna raise your hand. Uh, so, you look at that and you're like, yeah, I would like to know. I would like to know what these eight tips are so that I can apply them to my business. Uh, has this ad been pretty successful, Lauren, or do you know? Yes, I've seen it quite a bit. And Jeff's just, he's got a funny look on his face and it all, you know, it's all pointing to the headline. It, it, just, it just works. I like that ad a lot. I see these guys a decent amount, Fisher Investments. Blunder number 10, mismanaging retirement withdrawals. Uh, and, and so this was looking at, hey, if you've got over $500,000 to invest, we're your group, we're the solution for you. And so, has anybody ever seen these ads before? Anybody been served Fisher Investments? Yeah, I, I see them a decent amount as well. And so if you click, and I, I always click on good ads just to kind of see where I go from there. Their landing pages are great. You're basically just getting some free reports. And, and basically it's like, this is blunder number 10. What are the other blunders? What are blunders one through nine? What are blunders 10 through 20 if there, if there are those uh, blunders? So you're left with some curiosity and you want to click and you want to find out more. So passes the curiosity test. So next one, this is really important. So this is where you got to think about, hey, what are all the reasons someone says no to my product? Why do people not buy what I'm looking for? And actually, I heard uh, a great way to discover this. Uh, who's using uh, post-purchase, uh, post-checkout surveys or post-purchase surveys? Jeremiah has got a few people here. You can find some amazing information there. One of my favorite questions that, I can't remember who told me about this, uh, but the question is, why did you almost not buy today? So someone purchases and you ask them, hey, why did you, like, you weren't gonna buy? Like, what would have kept you from buying? And, and you'll likely get some key objections there that, that you can then better overcome in your, in your ad copy, in your videos, things like that, on your landing pages. So lingering objections. If there are still objections that are hanging out, people will not fully take action. So let's look at some examples. So, Look at all the reasons why someone would say no to buying our product, and then let's address each one and, and overcome those. So this ad does have a lot going on, but there's some really positive elements. So this is Huel Pasta versus Instant Noodles. So uh, this is targeting health conscious, busy people, likely busy professionals. So both of these are same prep time. How many of you guys grew, uh, grew up on ramen, either ramen in college, or ramen as a kid. Dude, I used to love that stuff. Drop an egg in that and it's pretty fantastic. Uh, I do wanna live past my 60s, so I don't, I don't consume it anymore, uh, but it's pretty good. And so, uh, but this Huel pasta, it takes the same five minutes, but it's got 25 grams of protein, vitamins a lot, I kinda like that. Sometimes uh, one of the ways to make 
you feel more authentic rather than trying to prove things more, right? So there's a couple angles you can take. Like you wanna be authentic and you wanna prove something, you can either go deep on the science or you can actually just kinda of crack a joke about it and you can kinda of be funny. You need to still back it up with something, but I actually like this. Vitamins, rather than like listing it all out, they just are like, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of vitamins, right? Too, too, too many to talk about in this, in this ad. And then it also talks about, hey, 21 meals for only $3.76 per meal. So it's not the 10 cents uh, that ramen noodles provides you, but you're getting actual nutrition. It's a good meal. You're gonna feel better, your body's gonna thank you, and, and that type of thing. So it's got the ideal amount of protein, fats, carbs, fiber, and all 27. So, so this ad is really aimed at let's overcome objections. What are the reasons someone would not buy this? And let's, let's overcome those and get the click. Also like this, uh, weighted blankets. Who here likes weighted blankets? Who here hates weighted blankets? I am with you, I don't understand, like I gotta kick the sheets out of a hotel, I'm like untucking stuff, like I, I want light pressure on my body, I like one leg out sometimes, like weighted blankets sounds awful, sounds horrible, but it's a trend, it's a thing, like I, I know a lot of people that love weighted blankets, but I have heard they are hot. I will never know because I will never try. But this says, hey, are you a hot sleeper? Try our Cool Max weighted blanket, right? So this, this is, I don't really know what Cool Max means, but it's, it's trademarked, it's got a special name, it talks about me being a hot sleeper. Okay, I would like to uh, find out more, and you overcome maybe my number one objection to buying a weighted blanket, the fact that they are hot. Okay, the physical reaction test. I love this one. I think this is one that you need to, to think about in all aspects of communication. This will make you better. Uh, so how many, how many fans of The Office do we have? So uh, BJ Novak, what, what, was his, what was his character? I just, I just totally lost it. Yeah, Ryan, of course. So he was one of the primary writers of the show. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, but I heard him on a podcast and he said, and he did a lot of stand-up and stuff, he said good stand-up causes a physical reaction. If you, and this is something that comedians are watching all the time. I know, I know the guys at Raindrop work with comedians a lot. Comedians are, are watching the room and they're watching, hey, when I say this, when I deliver this joke in this way or at this time, do people move? Do, do they have like a little, a little lean in or some kind of physical reaction? If not, we gotta work on it. So uh, one of my favorite jokes, I actually use this on my kids, they didn't like it. Uh, but so I have eight kids, right? So anybody, anybody here like Jim Gaffigan, the, uh, the comedian? Love that guy. So he's got five kids and he said, when they knew they were gonna have their fifth, he sat his other four down and he said, listen, uh, we're gonna have another baby and I just want you to know, this does not mean that I will love any of you any less, but I'm gonna have to let one of you go. And it's just one of those, like, I remember hearing it and, and I, I, I totally had the same reaction, totally uh, leaned in and lost it. My kids did not think that was funny, uh, but I keep, I keep telling it, I like it. But it, it needs to have a physical reaction. So I remember I had this friend once and you would say something and he would look at you with a deadpan and be like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, I, I, I don't think you think it's funny because I'm looking at you right now and you're not reacting. You are not showing me any signs that you think this is funny. So physical reaction, a uh, couple of examples. I actually, I knew the raindrop guys were gonna be talking a little bit. This is a Dr. Squatch commercial. Anybody seen this one? This is for the Dr. Squatch cologne ad. And, and so they're, they're, they're saying like cologne ads are, I'm, I'm using an example here from Raindrop. So I had a physical reaction when I saw this part of the ad. So we can play it later, but this is a, an ad for Dr. Squatch and they're talking about how aren't cologne ads weird? And it's showing like this man doing all this crap. And then he eats, he just eats raw mayonnaise, just plain mayonnaise. And, and you have a reaction to that visual, right? You kind of wince or you lean in, you're like, oh, 
what's going on? And then you can't stop watching. Like after, after that point, after you have the physical reaction, you can't stop watching the ad. And so one thing that we like to do, this isn't always easy or always possible, but I like to show ads and then watch people's reactions. And so we've, we've done this before where have people in a conference room just kind of play the ad, don't say anything, and just watch people. When do they lean in? When do they, if it's a joke, do they actually uh, make some kind of movement? Do they wince? Do they move? When are they kind of reaching for their phone? You can kind of do this yourself too. I, I like to just try to be aware of where I am as I'm watching a video. When do I start thinking about something else? At, at what point in the video do I start daydreaming? Or think about, oh, I gotta actually check this email, I gotta do this thing, like, oh, okay, that, we gotta fix that part of the ad, right? It lost me. And this is my ad. Right? This is for our company or whatever. And I started to drift in this part. So your ads should cause a physical reaction. Because without emotion, we don't take action, right? Without emotion, you really can't get someone's attention and then they for sure won't take action. So you've got to stir up some emotion and the physical reaction test is a good one. All right, number seven, the Missouri test. What's actually crazy. So for the longest time, Brewer and I, Chris Brewer, my business partner, co-founder of OMG, we were like the only Missouri peeps in Blue Ribbon. And then I'm hanging out with the folks at this table, Amber and, and Ben and Emma, and they're like, where are you guys from? And they said, Branson, Missouri. That's like 45 minutes from where we live. Crazy small world. We know a lot of the same people. It's wild. But Missouri is a unique place. Uh, we are the show me state. And also, our state animal is the mule, which is super, super uh, charming and uh, something we're all very, very proud of. The jackass is the, uh, the state animal of Missouri. So the show me test, though, is this is where any kind of claim you're making, anything you're saying, you really want to show it rather than just tell it. So if you don't show me, I probably won't believe you. That's the idea behind this test. So when it comes to claims, you gotta show us. Uh, so great ads show rather than tell. Before and afters are great. So this, this is one from a, a lawn care company. This is actually Sunday, I think. And this actually is a, a display ad, but it's a video ad. And you got like this guy who looks kind of like the sham wow infomercial pitch man up in the upper left corner. It's got the before and after. It's, throw, it's showing like old Batman uh, words like bang, pow, or popping up as it's showing kind of the before and after. But it's really showing the results, right? Showing the before and after, which is super powerful. Uh, I think you can also, and I, and I wanted to use display examples, one, because they're easier to show and they're faster to show, but also I think it's harder to show something in action in, a, in an image ad than it is in, in video. But these are some really great examples. So here's Vessi, awesome shoe company. But what better way to show this is waterproof, wear it anywhere, and then to show it actually in water, right? And maybe, and I've even seen some of their ads where part of the shoe is fully submerged, like, like the, the water goes up to, to half of the shoe, right? And so you're saying, hey, I, I see that this is a waterproof shoe. I like this one too. So stuff like socks, like how do you show socks in motion? Or how do you show that you got a wide variety of socks or how they fit or how they look or the fact that they're stylish? I really like this. It's laying out various colors, but you also got a dude, a foot model, as it were. Uh, here uh, showing off the socks. So this, this is pretty great. There was this one, one company we, we did some ads for, and they were actually a, a lawn care company as well. And so I with this company, I was convinced that before and afters would be the winner, right? So this was an, another lawn care company, showed the lawn before the product, showed the lawn after the product. But actually that is not the image that won almost ever. And we did this test and the ad that won was an ad of a dude's hand with the product attached to the end of a hose and he was spraying. So that, that image worked better than before and after images almost every time. Now I just said that before and afters are great, 
and I just said that showing is important. Does anybody have any theories? We've got a theory, and I think this was proved out as we were kind of ran some tests, but any thoughts as to what that image was showing that maybe the other one wasn't? Why would an image of just a dude holding a bottle and a garden hose, why would that work versus before and after? Yeah, right. So there, there likely was some confusion and we actually heard this from a few people. If you show before and after, it could be a service. Like, oh, I need to hire a lawn guy, right? Yeah, Jacques, <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like guns are cool. Guns always make people, yeah. Uh, so I, I agree with, I never thought of the gun thing, but I like that. It does look like a gun. But that's what we were convinced of as we started looking at other, uh, other ad copy and like combination things that were working, is it communicated that it was, it was easy. Like, oh, I can stick something on the end of the hose and go stand out in the yard. I can do that. I don't know what they had to do to get that before and after. Or that, was that like you hire a gardener, you spread seed, you do all these things. Like what, what kind of work did that take? But the image of just the dude holding the, the spray bottle, it worked. And so you do have to show. And that goes back to the objections, right? What are those hidden objections? They're gonna keep someone from clicking. Are they confused? Are they shrugging? Are they not caring? Uh, and then how do we show the real benefit? And, and how do we show someone why they should take action? Okay, and so we, re we really do like this too. We like testing, and I, I showed this at the last Blue Ribbon, a mix of unpolished UGC, cut for length, like cut so it's real punchy and just shows the benefit, but they're also showing that with uh, polished photography and, and videography, that works really well. So let's dive in uh, really quickly. So we got about 10 minutes. I'm gonna go rapid fire through uh, five growth opportunities that I bet you're missing on Google and YouTube. So maybe you're doing some of these, but I bet you there's at least one that you could be using that you're not. So let's, let's dive in right now. Uh, number one, Google ads to Amazon. How many of you guys are selling on Amazon right now? Amazon business? How many of you Amazon is more than 30% of your total sales? More than 50? It's a few, okay, cool. Uh, so here's what's crazy, and this did not make sense to me when I first heard it, when I first saw it, I had to look at the data to believe it, but there are a ton of people who want to buy on Amazon. Their plan is to buy on Amazon, but they still begin their journey on Google, right? And so for some people, maybe your parents, uh, the internet starts with Google. That's where everybody starts their search. So we've looked at this now, several categories, millions of searches a month of people on Google typing keyword on Amazon, right? So bed sheets on Amazon, comforters, Amazon, uh, water filter, Amazon, but they're starting on Google, which is crazy. And so the interesting thing about running Google ads to Amazon, and this is also one of the sneaky things that Amazon does, uh, Amazon runs ads too, right? And Amazon's number one source of traffic is Google, right? Amazon gets more traffic from Google than anywhere else, and Amazon is the number one advertiser on Google. So no one spends more money on Google PPC than Amazon. But here's what, ha what happens. So if Amazon is running an ad for, let's say, water filters, you know, someone's searching on Google for water filters Amazon, you click on Amazon's ad, it leads you to a category page that is full of Amazon's ads, right? Ads that Amazon is charging other sellers, right? So Amazon is really playing some arbitrage here where you click on an ad on, on a Google ad that Amazon posted, they're paying Google for that, but then when you land on a page, you're almost certain to click on one of Amazon's ads, and now they're making that money back. And so what we found is we, we've got some advertisers that are spending $1,000, $2,000 a month driving traffic from Google, but bypassing all their competitors and going straight to their product detail page or their storefront. Uh, but we've seen companies spending a couple hundred thousand a month on Google ads to Amazon. And so this isn't like the key to growth on Amazon, but this is something that likely your competitors are not doing, and it's something 
something that can add a little boost to your Amazon business, but it's a way to leverage Google. So Google to Amazon ads, I really like that strategy. Uh, it's something we can talk more about if you're interested in knowing more. Uh, also love this. So we work with, with bigger brands, and I really think like the trend right now is going omni-channel, and that seems weird to say because omni-channel was like a phrase thrown out in the early 2000s, I feel like. Uh, but most of the bigger brands we work with are D2C, Amazon and other marketplaces, and now trying to go retail, right? So trying to get into retail stores. So YouTube actually has some pretty unique opportunities for you trying to drive sales to retail stores. We did this with Native first when they were rolling out into Target and then into CVS where we pick some key markets, do some geographically focused YouTube campaigns, and you can run those to display on mobile and on desktop and also on TVs. And then they've even got a few tools, they're not necessarily great, but a few tools to show uh, how many people actually show up uh, in a store after seeing an ad. Uh, but you can also just measure things like store, uh, store sell-through and whatnot. But using YouTube to drive in-store purchases, likely something you're missing, and if you're selling in physical stores, could be valuable. Shorts for remarketing. Okay, I'm very bullish on YouTube Shorts. How many YouTube Shorts fans do I have? Like, just as a viewer, are you watching YouTube Shorts? They're pretty great. And so we've been kind of wondering, like, what what kind of ads are going to work on YouTube Shorts? Is it the traditional longer form video ads we see typically working on YouTube, or is it something different? So YouTube Shorts have to be a minute or less. And what we're finding is that ads on YouTube Shorts are fantastic for remarketing. And the, the style of ads that are working are more like TikTok style, Instagram reel style, a lot of influencer content. Still want to cut it up so that it's really, you know, hitting on all the high points, all the, all the top points. But we've seen this now for a couple of bigger brands where we're, you can't exactly target shorts, but you can kind of funnel the traffic there and then you can see if the traffic is truly YouTube shorts. But some of the lowest CPA campaigns we're running for bigger brands are remarketing campaigns using YouTube Shorts. Uh, mostly beating traditional YouTube when it comes to remarketing. So Shorts for remarketing, that is a winner. Discovery ads for reorder. This is something that, that we, you know, we, add, we audit hundreds of accounts a year and everybody's running remarketing but almost nobody's doing really well and almost nobody's running good loyalty campaigns. So thinking about when does someone, when should someone reorder my product and let's run a discovery ad to get them to do that. So discovery, their display ads will show up on YouTube, Gmail, uh, mostly just on, on Google properties. So really great ad inventory and, and usually very, very effective. So discovery ads for uh, reorder. Let's talk about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a controversial topic. And it's okay if we have massive disagreements in this room, we can carry on the debate later. How many of you hate running branded ads? How many of you think bidding for your own, and this I promise is not a trick, uh, how many of you think bidding on your own product name is, is almost criminal and you, and you sort of hate Google for it? Anybody? You hate paying for your own branded name? What's that? Oh. <laughs> uh, you can ask Ryan what he just said a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, you're, this is like your brand, right? So why am I paying Google? How many of you view it as like, no, it's a necessary evil, it's good, like I'm, I'm willing to invest in my own? my own brand. That's several of you, and some of you are like, no, I still think you're, I think this is a trick, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out. So I actually think that both of those are true at the same time. I think that paying for everybody who searches for your brand name and clicks on an ad is nuts, right? If you have to pay for every single click and try to maximize 
your visibility there for every single person, I think it's kind of crazy because you likely would have gotten some of those clicks organically. Uh, but you do need to look at your product detail page, or you do need to look at the, the search results page, rather. Uh, you may be having lots of competitors creeping on you, and if so, then you have to be a little more aggressive than, than others. Uh, talk to Peter Goodwin, Groove Life. We were looking at a, at a SERP for his brand, and he just dominates every conceivable area. He's got videos, he's got like five pages, of, uh, you know, five different listings in the organic, he's got the knowledge graph, all the uh, Google shopping, like everywhere, everywhere. There's no other competitor there. He could probably back off a little bit on branded search and be, be a-okay. Uh, for other brands, I've seen this with uh, some apparel brands where you type in this name and there are competitors everywhere. And I promise you, there are some people that see your ad on Facebook or see your ad on YouTube and they're just sort of interested. And then if they go to that SERP, because that's usually what people do, they see an ad, they go to Google, search next. If they see another more attractive competitor, lower price, better offer, better reviews, they, they are likely to do that. So here's what we like to do. Uh, this is where we separate brand campaigns into two main categories. What we call brand NCA or brand new customer acquisition and brand loyalty. So you can, you can look at anybody that's bought from you before, signed up to your email list, uh, even visited your site before if you want to be that detailed, and you can put them into a separate campaign uh, bucket. And you can say, hey, I want to bid for efficiency, or maybe I don't want to bid at all if somebody has done any of those things before. Purchased from me in the past, Maybe I don't want to bid at all, but if someone has never purchased from me before, or if they've never really interacted with my brand, I do want to bid on that shopper because there's no guarantee that they're fully sold on my brand yet. So that's one pretty easy, simple way. It does take a little work to set up, but separating out brand loyalty, repeat customers from new customers who have not purchased yet. So I think that that is a place you can find some efficiency and, and get better performance from your account if you treat brand a little bit differently. I was going to do Q&A, and we do not have time for Q&A. Do have a couple of free resources, though. If you scan that QR code, we got our top YouTube ad examples and guide. Got some Amazon guides, some other free resources that will help you grow through Google and YouTube and Amazon and all of that. Also, happy to chat. If you want a second look at your account, want to talk about struggles you're having, either on Google, YouTube, or Amazon, I'm here. My business partner, Chris Brewer, flamingo shirt. Can't miss him right here. He is happy to chat as well. A couple podcasts, uh, Spicy Curry and E-Commerce Evolution. Been doing E-Commerce Evolution since 2017. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit like OG status for uh, as far as podcasts go. Uh, so two podcasts, check those out. I'm always looking for really good interviews as well. So if you like the idea of showing up on a podcast, telling your story, I would love to interview you. And so we can chat about that. So with that, I'm finished. Thank you so much.